0: this is what I need to focus on because I'm like this is gonna be so transformational for me and I was like I just need something to focus on because I just got a relationship I had all this time where I was like embodying this and I was like you know what I need to change something you are now
1: tuning in to the Rough Next Podcast with your host Cole Nixon much love One last thing before we get into today's episode. A lot of people ask how they can support the podcast. Well, I have a couple easy ways. The first way is just listen and subscribe. And another thing you can do is go follow the Roughnecks podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you get something out of today's show, then do me a favor. Share it with a friend. If you really want to go above and beyond to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and get you some of that merch. I appreciate all of the support, but let's get into today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. This is episode 85, and before we dive in, you guys know the deal. We got a couple quick announcements. First off, second annual March Madness Challenge started, would have been yesterday, when this episode comes out. Sunday, uh, the games start on Tuesday, I believe, but I'm accepting brackets until Thursday. Enter, uh, I don't know what the actual... um, Uh, winners will get i haven't figured that out yet but i will have that you'll know by the time i this comes out uh and then also merch drop finally the first true merch drop wednesday march 16th at 7 p.m the spring merch drop will be live i'll be live on instagram at about 6 45 p.m eastern time but hey, let's get into today's episode. Episode 85, Robert Speaks. What is going on, man? It's been a long time, like we were just talking about before we started recording.
0: What's up, man? How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. Like, this is such an opportunity to just speak into the lives of so many people and just catch up. It's been like super fun. So ready to roll.
1: Yeah, we were talking before. It's been, what, five years, probably six years since we've actually seen each other. We went to high school together for those people who don't know. We went to high school together, but, you know, Every like just like everybody sees in high school we everybody takes different paths and some people you honestly may never run across again but it's been six years and we talked over a year ago like you said before we uh, started recording that about coming on and then finally i'm getting you on here for episode 85
0: it's so crazy how like people take their different life directions like after you find out after you're out of school age is really just a number and everybody's doing their own thing like when we're in school we're so institutionalized to think like oh this person's like this year they should be at the same level but like mm-hmm. at the end of the day everybody's doing what they're passionate about and if they're being successful and happy doing that thing like it's super cool and I'm glad that you found a passion like doing podcasts and it just aligned with what I, I do with like self, self-development motivational speaking so I'm just like really happy to hear, be here and provide value for you while you provide value for me.
1: Yeah, so we'll let, we'll let you kick off the episode, giving a background on who you are, where you've been up to for the past, like, six years or so. Sure, man.
0: So right straight from uh, graduating high school, ended up going to Kent State University for nursing. And that was such a blessing. Um, it's definitely, like, it encompasses who I am as an individual. It's just, like, super caring, just wanting to be there, out there for everybody else. Um, just really selfless opportunity for me to just love on others. And it was super passionate for me, um, especially... Being a new Christian, like my senior year, I was like, you know, this is the way that I can actually like provide value and, and make people feel loved in the world because it's such, such a thing that really needs to be focused on. Um, so going to school for nursing was just a huge opportunity for me just to, you know, build empathy, build relationships and, and practice those skills that have, you know, showered into many different areas of my life, whether it be sales or social media or motivational speaking, um, which is kind of wild because I don't use my nursing experience like, at all (laughs) now (laughs) nowadays which is kind of crazy because you can have this idea that like oh this is exactly you know what i need to be doing or this is god's plan for me um and then you know you you get an opportunity or you meet somebody that takes you on a completely separate path and that you find more passionate doing but it's all part of the plan it's never like a waste of time or you know a waste of experience it's that's all like overall it embodies like who you become as a person every single day so Um, right now um, I ended up getting an opportunity because I made videos all throughout college with my buddy Shane and my buddy Nick um, TikTok videos and so when TikTok came out we just kind of like flooded it on there and we ran this page together Uh, it's under my buddy's account Shane Nagy but I helped manage and write the scripts for it and so within like two months of uploading the videos we like blew up and we ended up getting like two million followers like right off the rip and we were like yo <laughs> this could be like life changing <laughs> so it was like kind of nuts uh, so just being on the count gall- and like really meeting those connections throughout college like really enhances like your opportunity because it's never like it's never necessarily who you know but like who the other person knows as well that could really like <laughs> boost your career or boost your personal development or just you know your even your spirituality sometimes like i think god places you Uh, places people in your life for a season for a reason and it just keeps you um keeps you motivated and keeps you uh, like always growing constant and never-ending development and growth is like key for me so just like watching that play out and staying staying patient with the process is important but sometimes we get like super eager and just want things to go our way but it's just never that case but um and like I said this is my personal um personal opinion on this but I think it's all part of God's plan but um So, yeah, that's like what I've been doing for like the past five, six years. And then like as of this year, uh, we're currently still rolling on social media. We're up at 4.7. We just hit on um, our main account page. And then my personal, um, my motivational speaking set slash comedy skits I do on my own profile. I just hit 120K on that. So it's like super exciting. I can start doing brand deals on that account as well. Um, motivational speaking, got my first paid gig coming up here um, next month at a local high school, Van Nuys High School in Los Angeles. And it was kind of crazy how I moved out here, dude. Like, I I didn't know I was going to move out here until like November of 2020. And then I moved out here, like at the end of December. So it was like less than a month. So it was more still like a, I've been like living my life for like all my family and all the rest of my friends, and like just always providing value for them. But like, this is the only decision I think of my life, I'm like, you know what, I need to do this for myself. I need to like break out of this because we can tap into this a little bit later. But you no, know, I did not come from any anything at all. Like I was homeless from like eighth grade moving forward and lived with friends all throughout high school. I'm not even sure if you knew that.
1: I think um, I did a little bit, but not comp- like I didn't know your whole story. But I think I knew of that.
0: Yeah, so it was. And I apologize the LA traffic. I don't know if you hear that, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's just part of the process. Um, but yeah, it was just an an opportunity that I just had to take advantage of. I was like, you know what, this could be like really transformational for me. So I just like went on a wing and just sent it. And I've been out here for about a year and two months now. And it's, it's been a dream come true, bro. Like I really wouldn't have changed anything.
1: It's crazy. A lot of like, you just said a lot of things that I want to break down there. But the first thing I want to say, you you, you talked about the, you know, going to Kent State for nursing and now you're not even really using Mm -hmm. your degree. I did the exact same. I went to Ohio (laughs) Wesleyan. I went there for football. I'm, I'm being honest. Yeah. That's why I wanted to go, but went there and then I got a marketing degree and I kind of use it, I guess, with my podcast, but like my normal nine to five, if you will, even though it's not a nine to five, it's a more like seven, though, whenever the hell we're done, I put in pools, like okay. I put in fiberglass pools and patios for people like that's what I do. And people always are like, are you ever going to use your degree? And I'm like, I don't know. But like the thing is, is you never know what's going to happen. Like, did you ever expect to honestly live in in L.A.? Never, never in my life. <laughs> exactly. Like everything, it's so cliche. I say this all the time. It's so cliche, but everything happens for a reason. We may not know whatever, what, we may never know what that reason is, but there is a reason behind everything. 110%. No doubt about it. So I want to talk, so you, you said you got a paid gig, your first paid gig. Yes, sir how did that, is that, was that kind of your plan with like, you know, you had the motivational speaking on your Instagram or on your social media? Is that, was that kind of your plan going through all that? Yeah. So,
0: um, like going out of college and not actually pursuing nursing, I was like at a loss because I was like, you know what? I just spent the past four years, like literally you think in the future and you're like okay I'm six years old I'm gonna have this retirement be like with my wife and the kids all grown up out of the house like have this certain amount of income structured planned out every single day and it definitely like gives you a sense of security being in that position whether you're like any w-2 position I feel like um and that's like I think two different pathways depending on like where your goals align it's like okay do is security a priority of mine or you know is the opportunity and it's like, you could go two different ways. And like, it's, everybody's goals are different. One's not right, or, or the other's not right. Uh, it's not right or wrong, but you could go either way with it. And, um, you know, moving forward with that, it's just kind of like, I got the opportunity and I was like, you know what, it's gonna be a sacrifice, but I think it's gonna be worth it at the end of the day. So if you just like take that risk, the higher the risk, the higher the reward. And, you know, it may, may take some time um, within that season. You definitely have to be patient, even if it's you know, starting a business. I was just uh, listening to your previous episode, episode eighty-three, and guys, you know, doing a supplement company, which is like super awesome. And I'm like, this is pretty badass. And so, it's and he was 19, it's
1: really... so it was a hell of a risk to take.
0: I know, <laughs> dude. dude imagine, can you imagine being nineteen and like starting a business? Like,
1: <laughs> I look back at when I was nineteen, and I'm like, you know, we always think we have it figured out when we're younger, and I'm still, I probably still think I have it. Fi- well, actually, I've yeah. come to realize you're never gonna have it figured out. Like you, whatever you have planned will more than likely change. Cause I believe when I was 19, I wasn't even pursuing a marketing degree at the time. I was trying to find a, like, I had a different uh, major at the time. So like everything changes and it's crazy. Cause like, I would have never thought at 19 either. I've had this podcast. Like it was not in my mind.
0: Right. It's crazy how like, as time goes on, we just pick up different passions and, you know, priorities as time goes on. Like it's, it's, isn't it crazy that like, this is just my theory on this, but like people only strongly care about whatever they're putting their time, money and energy to on a daily basis. Um, doesn't have to be necessarily be every day, but like whatever they're passionate about is whatever they're putting their time into and whatever they're putting their time into is what they're going to be passionate about. So if it doesn't align with like what they're doing on like in their lifestyle, it has no really relevance to that. But it's kind of like hard to understand that where people are coming from, that they don't have a strong like sense of empathy. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, you you kind of talked about too. Like, you see people all the time that are like, "Oh, I'm passionate about this. I care about this." But you—that's the big thing. You have to look at how much time they're actually putting into that, because you can't say that you are passionate about something and only put in, you know, like 30 minutes a week on it. Like, if you truly want something, truly want to be—I talked about this in uh, Fast uh, Friday, number whatever it was, just past Friday, where I, I. Uh, and starting to learn 3d design for mm-hmm. our pools and stuff and i'm like it is hard as crap but i'm like yeah. i'm putting in an hour i also have a 30 day free trial so i'm in limited time so i'm putting in an, like an hour a night like just learning learning as much as i can before i have to buy it also so that possibly my boss will buy it and i don't have to but like it's like it goes like that just goes to show like if you truly want something you have to put the time in you can't just expect it to come to you because it doesn't work like very few instances in your life will things just happen easy
0: yeah and those in those situations i do call those you know miracles or blessings but you know those don't have those are every once in a blue moon you really just have to put the time into whatever you're passionate about and i always say this is is in terms of goals, is it gets so easy to get caught up in like what everybody else wants you to do or what they think
1: is right. That's what I call it all the time. Keeping up with the Joneses. Everybody wants to look on social media. Everybody wants to look at what everybody else is doing, what everybody else has. And social media can be deceiving too. That's the thing. You can look at sometimes the people who will post all like out on a boat doing whatever, but then like, you kind of almost have to ask like, how happy are they? like you don't see yeah. to, and then sometimes people will all be like oh it must be nice they don't see the behind the scenes of how many hours they put in to get where they're at
0: and like just being from my experience living in la like i have connected with like you know really big actors i'm not gonna name names or anything like that but like you can like meet them and you you look at their social media you know you think you know them beforehand and you're like okay i get a gist of like who this person is and it's everybody says it's a highlight reel but like that's not even necessarily true because, you know, it can be used as, bit, as a business as well. Yes, there's highlights on there, but, like, you can, you can kind of, like, read through the lines a little bit, but until you meet that person and you understand, like, everything about them, even though, like, they they may seem super successful or have a lot of money, like, they're going to have their daily struggles, but, like, everybody has, everybody's going to have their struggle, but it's, like, how you face that adversity. Is it, is it going to be the mindset of, like, oh, why is this happening to me? Or, oh, shit, this is happening for me. Mm -hmm. that's the biggest difference
1: i call all of the people say like failures or whatever they want to call it i i like on this podcast we've talked i like to call those failures opportunities to grow because it like you are in a learning experience like you are going to learn from your failure we have said it over a hundred times on this podcast i swear you are going to learn more from your failures more than more from your failures than you ever will your successes
0: yeah and I, i think the easiest metaphor for people to understand this that i i use a lot is like going to the gym, like you can, you can go to the gym, and you can, you know, if you're, you know, you know, an average sized guy, and say 20 pounds is like, it's pretty light for a curl, for example, yeah, um, and you're just going there, you're like, okay, I'm in my routine, I know exactly what to expect here, like I'm gonna rep out my 20s, and then like, just, you know, see what happens, it's like, if you're not pushing yourself, or like, than challenging yourself you're not going to tear that muscle fiber to grow i think that's necessary um that no it's just facts it is necessary (laughs) it's science but um there's there's that but it also translates into mental or spiritual growth or any other category in your life if you're not you know having strain or pressure or adversity there's not going to be any growth so at this point like i fiend for discomfort like i i seek for failures and i'm like okay this is a challenge Hell, it could go. It could go really well if it goes right. But if it goes wrong, I'm gonna learn. Fuck time. So I'm just gonna send it and see what, what happens.
1: See, uh, what I think. Look at what you just said. Is like, if you're not, I feel like if you're not seeing challenges, if you're not seeing pushback, if you're not feeling this, then I feel like you're kind of stuck in your comfort zone because you're wasting really- your time in a way. <laughs> I agree because, like, if you really look at, I've done. I, you when you sit sometimes and look back at like those times where you just kind of coasted through life like certain things like you kind of coasted through it and you look back and you go yeah it was pretty easy but where did i get like i i just because you it was a waste of time i just sat there and went through the motions like it's we played sports like you know how it (laughs) is we get told all the time don't go through the motions don't go through the motions because if you're going through the motions you're not getting better
0: yeah you have to focus very intently on it, it all comes down to intention. Like, what do you want out of it? And I always recommend to my friends, like they're talking about like being lost, um, with their purpose, for example. And this was a like, huge thing. that I struggled with last year, um, because after not doing nursing and I had just gotten out of a three or three and a half relationship, we don't have to dive into that too much, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, I was like really lost. Cause I was like, you know, What's my purpose? Like, what am I going to do? I just spent four years doing nursing and in this relationship where I thought I was going to have this exact lifestyle. And now it's all like thrown out of the loop. And so I was on this huge journey of like self development and growth. And there's all these different categories of like, okay, spirituality, I can grow in my business. I could grow, grow in like what I want to do, even leisurely. Like, I want to try a new brewery this month, um, things like that, or get my golf game better, which I'm awful at. Hey,
1: but the only one.
0: Amen. <laughs> but, um, you really have to like sit down and say, you know what, these are, this is what I want out of my life. And you really have to like, you could have all these goals. You could have like 20 goals and give very li- little energy to each of those. But I found it to be so much more effective. If you have like four primary goals, three to four primary goals, and you're spending all your time and money and energy and time on those things that you're going to notice a drastic difference rather than just dabbling here and there in different things. So I always recommend my friends like, You know, go off on your own. Don't listen to what anybody else says. Think about what you want your life to look like at like 50 or 60 years old and say, you know what, I want this to be a priority, this and this and structure your life in a way where you can like make incremental changes to that every single day.
1: Something that I like that you said right there is don't listen to others. Too many Mm -hmm. of us, I think, get caught. And like you said it earlier, you had to do it for yourself. You have to do, you have to, that is a time in your life that you have to be selfish it's okay to be selfish at that point. Like you, there, some people are like, Oh, I'm being selfish. No, you need to be, because if you're yeah. not like, you can't be a people pleaser. Like we talked about in last episode, like you can't yeah. go being a people pleaser. You can't try Cause you will never please everybody. So like, I'm not saying be a dickhead to everybody, but like, you have to sometimes do what's or do things for yourself and not worry about what others think or what other, what others say. Yeah. You do.
0: yeah and I, I had a, a huge learning point on that. I think throughout college, uh, it was my senior year, and I was going through a really um, tough time because a lot of things happened at the one time. Like, I, w- I was struggling at school, I'm not gonna lie. Um, it was like really hard. Nursing is a
1: oh, fucking I've tough heard.
0: <laughs> It sucks. Um, you know, I had relationship issues. And then on top of that, I, had, I was in a fraternity of 80 guys as president that year. And it was very difficult because we had one of our members um, take his own life. And it was like very challenging to go through that process and try to be there for everybody, not only. know, for myself, but, like, have to be there for everybody else, and it was a huge struggle to try to get them the resources that they needed to, you know, feel like they were okay, and that, you know, have grieving counseling and everything else, but, like, I got caught, so caught up in being there for everybody else that I find myself in, like, the most darkest place I'd ever been, because I was, like, you know, when you're constantly caring for others, you can, you know, it's like having a, a glass of water, and you're, like, pouring into other plants and pouring into other plants. And at the end of the day, you don't even notice it. But by the time you look at it, it's like empty and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, like I need healing. <laughs> I need to like get some help. So it's like very, very essential that like, you, you're taking the time to like focus on yourself, making sure that you're taken care of because you can't take of others, take care of others. If you're not, if you don't have some juice yourself.
1: So kind of going off that, did you, is, I don't know if this is where it came from, but I noticed on your Instagram, did you do 75 hard?
0: Oh, yeah, baby.
1: So is that kind of where it stemmed from? Like, what made you start doing that?
0: That was the thing that I found that was like, this is this is what I need to focus on. Because I'm like, this is going to be so transformational for me. And I was like, I just need something to focus on because I just got a relationship. I had all this time where I was like embodying this. And I was like, you know what? I need to change something. And it was like the vehicle that got me to be interested in self-development and what made me feel like I, I actually had purpose again um, and drive. It was like super, I went from like super uncomfortable, uh, which is, I'm so thankful that I've gone through that because it gives me so much insight and perspective on where I'm at now.
1: I love but, you yeah. said that right there. I love that because like, when you look at it, some people are like, I oh, hey, why did I have to go through this? Why do I have to go through this? Because it yeah. is a learning experience and it is something that you can compare yeah. to later. Like, oh, this is happening, but it's not as bad as what happened to me a year yeah. ago
0: you may notice that like, I'm probably one of the most optimistic, like happy people Exactly. <laughs> like more, more smiles than you've ever seen. Just because I have that perspective. I know what it's like, um, to be, you know, living in a, a, my friend's garage while it's, you know, snowing or pouring rain. And it's like, they don't even know I'm living there, but like, there I am like in the cold. And it's just like a difficult situation, but like, I'm so happy because I've, you know, had You know the circumstances are run across the right people that have you know been such a blessing to my life to show me like hey this is like how to improve. If you want to get out of your situation, you have the opportunity to. You just have to take advantage of it, make the choice for yourself, and say you know what I'm meant for more, and get after it. And that's such a thing that I I stress and what I like my biggest passion is is being there for underprivileged kids and letting them know that with a strong ambition, positive mindset, and the right resources that if anything, they have more opportunity to make it than the average student because they can literally go down the street and get a full ride from the Pell Grant. And it's like, it's your choice. You, you can either decide that, you know what, I can you know succumb to the learned helplessness and say, you know what, I can, I'm just gonna live on government assistance all my life. Um, and that's like, that's a choice you can make, but you have the opportunity to get out if you want it. You just have to take it.
1: Yeah, but see, that's my thing. When I look at that, Like you then you, if you choose that choice, don't go down later in life and be like complaining about that choice. You're the one who made that choice because it doesn't matter also how long you let it go. Like if you make that choice, you can also change that choice and later in life if you decide to, but yeah. going off the 75 hard thing. What all, so for the people who don't know, I don't know if all of my fans, you know, know what 75 hard is. I know it's Andy So tell us like what it consists of, like what you have a certain things that you have to do every day. I know roughly about it, but I don't know the whole actual thing.
0: Sure. Um, so 75 hard is basically encompassed by a 75 day challenge. Um, so it basically gives you a starter and, and like a criteria. So it's two workouts a day. One of them have to be outdoors. You have to be on whatever dietary nutrition plan is efficient for you, whatever your goal is like you, you make a, your own plan before you start just so you know exactly what to expect on a daily basis. So you're not like, Oh, you know, I'm only having to hit, you know, 2000 calories. So those chicken nuggets are fine. But no, you have to like have it accustomed to your specific plan. Uh, no cheat meals, no alcohol. You have to drink a gallon of water a day, and um, yeah, if you don't finish it all by the time you go to bed, you have to start over.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, so it's seventy-five days of that straight, and it really cultivates a routine of of straight discipline because it just goes to show that you are in complete control over the time that you have. If you think about it, I don't know the exact number. You have so many hours in a week, like. You probably know the number, it's like 150 or something like that. Um, I don't even, I'm not sure,
1: I've said it a hundred times, but I can't even remember.
0: But yeah, you think you know, you go through this and it's like so difficult or whatever. And at the time, I was doing like cut go on the side, and I was um, still kind of like in school, uh, finishing up my last class. And you know, you think you have like such limited time, but in reality, like you break it down, you look at your schedule, you're like, okay, I have a gap here, I have a gap here, I have a gap here. Um, but it really cultivated the mindset of like, I'm just going to wake up at six o'clock and you just crank it all out and just get it all done within the first two or three hours of the day. Like it becomes such a routine where you just don't even think that it's something you have to do. It's literally like brushing your teeth. You just do it.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's great. Like you said, like, I think a lot of us look at, oh, like, yeah, it's 75 days. It's, it's 75 day commitment. But some pot, I think people look at it like, I have to do this all day long like you said, you can knock it out in the first two, three hours of your day, like literally pretty much everything other than keeping your diet and not drink. Like you can knock out the things that you have to physically do in the first couple hours of your day.
0: Yeah. And I totally like skipped over one of the most important parts of the (laughs) challenge, which is the 10 pages of reading a day. Yeah. Um, And that's why I am so like, um, so what would I say? So, um, just passionate about like reading now and how essential it is to your personal development and growth, because I hated reading. I would always, um, like if there was like a reading assignment, I'd just be like, uh, I'd probably just like get some spark notes on it in high school or college or whatever. Just make it work. Um, but this challenge really forced me to read because if you don't do it, you fail. And I was like, failure is not an option. So you just got to fucking send it full set. That's the thing. Um,
1: Two, 10 pages. That's all it is. Which, like I, if, if you really look at it that doesn't take you what if you're a slow reader like it doesn't it won't take you very long to do and like i'm a very slow reader
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so but like you look at like i've said a lot in this podcast a lot you read 10 pages a day for a month there's a 300 page book when you break it down like that you're like wow that's actually like that's actually that's not bad but then you also probably caught yourself you know reading instead of 10 pages I'll just finish the chapter Oh, I'm yeah. another, like you're going to read more and that, but all you have to read is 10 pages and reading is the bet one of the best ways to learn anything. It, you could read, you know, just some random uh, Harry Potter, if you wanted to, but you're going to learn words and that'll increase your vocabulary. Like you're just learning a lot yeah. through everything.
0: Dude, when you think about it, you could like, some people dedicate their lives to, you know, building this, um, just a book that they can pass down and create, you know, what's the word i'm totally blanking on it uh where they're like they want a legacy they create a legacy for themselves uh within this book and their whole life's experiences in is in like you know a couple hundred pages and if you literally absorb that knowledge and like make it your own you're you're living like a whole life of somebody's perspective on your own and like you can pour that into others and i always call it it's called the reporter method uh where you're basically like you know, consuming everything you hear from podcasts or authors, or it could be like anything you're ever experienced too. Um, but it's, it creates who you are. So you get, you kind of get to craft who you are as an individual after you, after you like decide what you want to read. So find those things that are of interest of you to you. And if you want to implement that in your life or be stronger in one certain area, grab the book and just do it.
1: How many books did you end up reading?
0: Uh, through that process, I only ended up reading six, but granted, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins is 600 pages, so that was hard, but but that was the most transform transformational book within that challenge that made me switch my mindset. And you know, just tiny examples, but a belief system. it gives us represent representation of a table, and the table is the belief, the top of the table, and every leg is a you know a statement that you hear or you see that makes you also believe that. Um, so. You know, say for example, like, oh, I'm bad at reading. That's my belief. Um, you can, you know, attach the leg and be like, you know what? I have ADHD, so that I must be bad at reading. I have, you know, um, this. I get distracted a lot, so I must be bad at reading. Whatever it could be. Like you can attach as many as you want, but unless you're unless you can take that table, and, you know, flip it over and make make a new table for yourself and have a different set of beliefs and say, you know what? I, and this is my personal example. I went in and I sucked at reading and, you know, I always made excuses. I have ADHD, like I'm just always distracted. I don't have time, yada, yada, yada. Once you commit that and um, say, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And like I mentioned before, once you put that time, energy into something, you start investing more into it and get more passionate about it. So it's exactly what happened. And I was like, looking up things of like, how can I improve to read? How can I, you know, you know, find these little strategies to remember more, and it makes you so much more passionate about it. It's like I, I know I just went off on a tangent there, but that's so crucial. I feel like for people to know.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, would you recommend that book? What was that book called again?
0: Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. Phenomenal. Book.
1: page book. You guys could have it done in what? Two months. Something like right that. Two months. I mean, yeah, exactly two months, months. Read ten yeah. pages a yep. day. What was? So the, was hmm? What was the biggest thing that you learned through doing 75 art? 'Cause I feel like that is a big learning curve for a lot of people. Every story that I've heard of people who actually like do the whole 75 days, like what, what do you what did you learn about yourself or about anything?
0: That you uh, you I would say the, the number one thing that I learned throughout that situation is you can control everything in your life. Um, You have complete control over who you want to become, because, you know, sometimes you look at the past and you're like, oh, this is why I am this way. or This is why I am this way. But at the end of the day, those are limiting beliefs. And you can say, you know what? Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to accept that anymore. I'm just going to create my own uh, reality um, just based off what I want to commit my time, money and focus and energy to.
1: What was the hardest part going through the 75 days that you had to like battle with?
0: I'm not going to lie. It sounds so stupid, but <laughs> one of the requirements for the daily challenges is to take a progress picture every single day. And it's like the little things, it's always little fucking things that you're just like, ah, this doesn't really matter that much, but like you, you have to stay disciplined and just do it. Cause if you don't do it, you fail. And like I said, failure's yeah. not an option, but like it's focusing on the little tiny things that matter the most.
1: Like say you didn't take those pictures. You still did the thing, but like when you, like you said, you still failed, but like you kind of look at, those little things, if you just, it's cutting corners. If you cut that corner, those corners are going to start to get bigger. You're going to start cutting more and more because you're going to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's no different than people going, oh, I'm just going to take a break from the gym today. And then, oh, I I can go to, again tomorrow. Then You say that the next day. And then all of a sudden, it compiles into, I haven't been to the gym in two months. Mm-hmm.
0: That just rolls right over to my next topic that I'm like really passionate about. I'm glad you brought that up because you could totally get away with like being like, oh, I forgot a picture. I'm not, you know, whatever. And then post, you know, I completed the 75 hard, but internally knowing like, you know, I did mess up that one time. You're not hurting anybody but yourself in that case. Like you do like, you know, I have a regimen for 12 reps, but if I do, you know, you know, 11, you know, who, who's going to know. Right. But at the end of the day, it's just yourself. It's just you. So I wanted to touch on another topic and, and it just kind of relates to everything that I learned throughout that process, because um, another book that I read called Inspire Integrity, really made me focus on people's integrity and like how much that really means because it's whatever you're doing behind closed doors by yourself um nobody sees that that's like who you become as as at a deep deep level of like who you generally truly are it is like your integrity with like what you say and what you do and making sure that aligns and that's like where i find the most respect in people is when i know that they what they say is what they're going to do and what they do is what they what they say
1: Dude, it's crazy. The things that we've been saying, I'm sitting here like thinking back to all of my times in sports where all of our coaches would say these things like, don't cut corners. You are who you are. Like you are, your, you show who you are behind closed doors, all this stuff. And I'm like, man, they actually did teach us stuff when we were younger. We just really didn't think it mattered. And then now we're older and we're saying it ourselves and we're like, oh, wow, yeah. I guess it was important.
0: Isn't they that crazy? Um, yeah, I just remember this. <laughs> our teachers like pounded in, like, "Oh, like every rep counts." It's like, yeah, sure. Like we hear it; it's on like repetition in our minds. Like we, we play it back, but we never really dissect the true meaning of it. Like we just hear it, and we're like, "Yeah, coach, whatever, cool." Um, and then like we we experience life on our own for the first time, and then we're like, "Shit!" The only reason that they you know tell us these things is because they must have been through something that you know held them back, and you know if they're trying to like If they've been through something and it took them like five years to understand like how to get, how to bridge the gap to the other side, all they're trying to do is like, um, instead of having to go through that valley and the trenches that they gone through, they're building a bridge for us to get there a lot faster, if that makes sense. And if we can like just tap into like what, you know, people, you know, whatever, whatever goal we have, if we're trying to get somewhere in life, whether it be self-development or nutrition or fitness or business, you know, if we can like look up to whoever we look up to if we can contact them and you so you know say like how how can you prevent me from going through the challenges and help me get to where you're at a lot faster like what are the things that like held you back and helped me like bridge that gap so i don't have to like spend five years but i can get it done in like two months
1: yeah that's the thing like if i could give one piece of advice to anybody younger or anybody in general really listen to the people who are trying to help you not everything will be useful. We can't, like, we're going to get bad advice, but that's just life. And that's another thing you learn from it. But, like, the people who you look up to, like you said, or if it doesn't matter if it's spiritual or actual, people, like, you know, your dad, your whoever, and they're giving you advice, listen to them because they're helping build you that bridge. They're trying yeah. to cut that five years down to two years, two months, whatever it is. You know, or, like, I remember being told, by my dad my but my mom like a lot of people that are older than me when i was like trying to figure out what i was going to do with my life after high school and they were like you know just whatever you do don't get stuck in a job that you don't like Mm -hmm. and if if i heard it on a podcast today or yesterday or something if you your job should be so fun so like you should like your job so much that you do it free it shouldn't be a chore and you know you look at that and like people when that people ask me all the time why do you put in pools when you have a degree like why are you working a 12 hour days in the hot in the heat when you could be working basically inside at a desk uh, but I'm cuz I look at them and I go I love what I do I love mm-hmm. the puzzle I love watching things come together I love everything about it I love the people I work with why would I walk away from something that I love to do to go yeah, it's a risk to go possibly do something I may not like, but I love what I do. So what, am I in my comfort zone? Yes. uh, To a degree, but also like, it's hard to walk away from something that you love.
0: Yeah, that's very true. And it it ties into the idea of like what I consider, like people like to chase fake rabbits. And um, I learned this from a book myself as well. Um, Like I said, it's the reporter method. I feel like 95% of like what we say comes from like what we heard Mm -hmm. and like 5% of like what we actually like, um, 5% 5% of everything that we say comes from like, just, you know, just our souls. And it's like really interesting to look at because we are a compilation of like everything that's ever been poured into us by other people. So exactly. it's kind of interesting.
1: Because if you really look at things like people like, oh no, like I came up with that on my, yeah, you might've came up with that on your own, but it came from a lot of different pieces from a lot of different stuff because yep. did you know how to walk when you were born? No, you had to <laughs> learn, you had to be yeah. taught how to do it. Like it doesn't just happen.
0: Yeah, and that, that goes along with integrity, just literally giving credit where it's due. Having, you know, like I had, you know, a family in high school that really taught me how to apply for scholarships, how to, you know, get military advice. That's the path I wanted to take. And I would not be here without the families that, you know, that got a place in my life to, you know, hand that experience down to me. So I, I can't sit here and be like, oh, I'm self proclaimed and I did all this on my own because I don't think anybody ever does it on their own. We're always like helped by somebody, whether it be like, even in like one word of advice you hear from a stranger on the bus could like change your life forever. It's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. Like what pushed you to do what you did? Like that's where you got to look at. Like there was an event that happened and I guarantee that somebody was involved, whether it was higher above or like, you know, your neighbor or whatever it, something drove you to change. Something drove you to do something. Like there's always an outside factor. Like, yeah, there's always something.
0: And nobody wants to ever hang out with a guy that's like, Oh, look at me. I did all this by myself. It's like, okay. Like, I don't really care. I didn't ask either.
1: <laughs> you got to give <laughs> but, uh... credit credit's due. I mean, it's the truth. And like, cause we go through life and I think sometimes we forget about that. And I remember texting a few of like coaches or like mentors, like later in life and being like, thank you. Like, and it's, and I've got it, you know, very slim, but like, I've got like, now that we're getting older, you have a couple of people that of text you and say, thank you for this. And you're like, Jesus, that happened, like, two years ago, like, but then, like, you realize, like, that's another thing, like, you can affect someone in a 30-second meeting, you can Mm -hmm. change somebody's life in 30 seconds.
0: Amen, and that's why I, like, love, like, what you're doing, for example, like, I get messages um, on my own personal account saying, you know, like, dude, I can just, like, tell by the way you're living your life, like, you're so inspiring and encouraging and loving, but, like, even with your podcast that you're doing right now, you know, if somebody could listen to it, you may not even know the person. They could live across the world and not even talk to you. But it could have a huge impact on the way that they live their life from that day forward.
1: I've always it's said, a- as long as this podcast inspires one person, like helps one person, every episode, as long yeah. as it helps one person, I'm happy. I'm doing my job. Ever- I, I may you never know who it is, but I don't yeah.
0: care. Have you ever heard the Starfish story before?
1: Ah, uh, Roughly. Give it to me. I, I don't I think I have.
0: Okay, so this kid is, like, walking down the beach, just throwing starfish in the ocean, you know, just one by one, and, like, this older, grumpy guy just, like, walks up to him, and he's like, kid, what are you doing? You know, you're not going to make a difference. Uh, You could sit here all day, and it's really going to make a difference for anything, and he just looks at the man, he's like, shakes his head, you know, goes down to pick one up, and he's like, I made a difference for this one, throws it back in the water, and like, you think about it, once, that say, starfish, for example, or, you know, kid they could be listening to this podcast that's across the world once their life has changed they could go on to be you know changing millions of lives they could be like a world leader mm-hmm. and just be like you know what i made this difference because i listened to that rough next
1: podcast <laughs> if you do that please let me know i'd love to know that
0: <laughs> please, please help me know uh buy some merch show some support <laughs>
1: roughnextpodcast.com for anybody who didn't know and speaking of which we're actually going to go into the break so you're about to hear about the website anyway today's episode is brought to you by roughnextpodcast.com if you want to support the podcast then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and grab you some of that roughnext merch we have everything from t-shirts long sleeves sweatshirts hats and many more stay up to date on the website for new merch coming every couple months. You can place an order and it'll get sent directly to your door and I don't even take any of the money from it. The money gets put right back into the podcast to continue to improve it for you. If you can't afford to buy some merch this time, then simply just subscribe to the newsletter and it'll keep you up to date on all the new things that are coming. I appreciate all of the support you guys give. It doesn't go unnoticed. Let's get back to today's episode. All right, we're back. And the first thing I'm going to ask you back from this break, have you or have you even thought about doing your own podcast?
0: Doing my own podcast, my brother. Um, yeah, we actually launched the podcast at the beginning of last year. And it was basically just a, a way to just communicate um, just our thoughts and ideas because we thought we, me, Shane, and my other roommate, Nick, at the time, we all just came to a conversation where we were like having conversations we were like dude everybody should be hearing this like I'm sure you've been in that situation you're like "Dude," <laughs> especially
1: as doing? a podcaster I'll be having conversations with my boss or with random people my family yeah. and I'm like I wish I had a microphone right now
0: <laughs> like even like a phone like on record just yes. being like you know what I want to remember this conversation and I, I want to tell the people this because this is crucial yes <laughs> or, kind of how it came to fruition we were like you know what Let's just send it. So we bought a microphone. I and it was kind of funny how we came up with the name because so we were thinking about it. And we were like, you know what? You know, I we love like intuition and reading people's vibes. And I was like, vibes, something with vibes. And like, there's a whole like um, skit idea that we do on our on our page. That's like, you're not verified. And it's like, you know, we use that uh, that verification symbol for the V on the vibes. And then we just used. And I was like, dude, vibe check. Boom. That's it that's perfect. And so we full sent it and we got three episodes deep. <laughs> we did three episodes and they were amazing. Like we absolutely loved it. And then we came to the idea that like, you know what, this is only really going to pop off on YouTube. And so if we want to really monetize from this, we have to build our own personal accounts before we go into long form, because we do want to get monetized for it eventually. And at this point, um, like cumulatively out of the roommates, there's probably over 1.3 million on our YouTube right now which is like crazy never thought that would happen but we came out here took the opportunity and you know the blessings of like other people and who's got placed in our lives and everything end up working out but now we have that platform where we're actually talking about um, revamping it up and actually getting like studio mics and you know you know all the preparatory stuff that comes into that. And, you know, starting your own podcast, would love to have you be part of that.
1: <laughs> hey, I've, I've only been a guest on one podcast, believe it or not. I've only been a guest on one podcast. I've always been like, you know what? Nobody asked me. But if anybody asked me, I'd definitely be down to do it.
0: If you think about it, you have like the knowledge of how many episodes, 85 people, like pretty in, much. Uh,
1: my experience, some of my favorite episodes are with fellow podcasters because like, it's just like they know how to make it flow very well to where you're like. You're not sitting there in that law space like, uh, oh, all right, um, I'm going to ask you another question. Like you go through a very smooth transition to things, kind of like what yeah. me and you have been doing this whole episode. It's just been smooth. And like, it's crazy how like people like the best podcast, in my opinion, to record as somebody who records yeah. is with fellow podcasters.
0: That makes me uh curious. It makes me want to ask you a question. What's up? Um, what influences you to, you know, have specific friends and make you want to keep those individuals around
1: so i would say one of the biggest things and it's something that actually my boss has kind of woken me up to we've heard it my our whole lives but like it's just yeah i don't know like he hears it on podcast and i hear it on podcast but then like when we talk about it it's like a different personal level it's like i look at you you've heard the saying you show me your five friends and i'll show you i'll tell you who you are it's yeah like, I want to surround myself with people. That's what I try to do. Surround myself with people who will continue to help me grow personally. And I want mm-hmm. people, a lot of people in my life, I like people in my life that are smarter than me. I mm-hmm. like talking to more intelligent people. It Sometimes, yeah, you might feel dumb. But then also I look back because when I first started the job I have, I couldn't tell you what how to lay a patio worth of crap. Like we lay paper patios. I couldn't even tell you what was underneath of it, how it done. But then I look at like where I'm at now and I'm like, I'm no longer that idiot kid who just like shoveled gravel aimlessly. Like people are like, oh, you're just shoveling gravel. There's a strategy to shoveling gravel when you're doing a patio. It's kind of weird. Still not yeah. good at it, but like you get used to, I like to surround myself with people who are smarter than me, who will continue to help me grow. That's like kind of how I base. And like, you know, I'll give people the opportunity. You burn that bridge. If with me it's hard once you burn that bridge once you mess me up like fuck me over too many times i kind of start to like distance myself from you because you're not yeah. for me you're not going to help me grow
0: yeah and there's no need to be like super dramatic with it either like, and i know you're not but like some people are like you know what you fucked me over like i'm never talking again like make it a big deal and make start talking shit on social media and this and that but like literally all it has to be is like just slow distance and be like hey just chill hey no no harm no foul but like i just know i can't trust you anymore so it's just gonna naturally i can't have you around sorry
1: <laughs> trust is a very big thing to and like we've all i've always heard like as a man the only thing that you have is your word and yeah. if you break that word to me and i've done it we've all done it like i've broke my word to people there's a reason that i probably don't have them in my life anymore because they are like hey you messed up too many times that that's yeah just how it goes
0: that's why, like like I mentioned before, integrity is crucial for me because you know you know exactly what to expect from those individuals. And you know, if if they're in your life to help you grow as individuals and they're not, I've actually learned it's not integral. I used to say integral, and that's actually not the word at all. That means like holding two <laughs> buildings together. it's um, actually it's actually integrous, which is a very w- rare word, but it's the way that it's the correct way to say it. But if they're being integrous with their word. Uh, you know exactly you know that you can trust that individual because in any way shape or form like if even if they're like you know what hey i'm like 15 minutes out but in reality they're like 25 it's a small example but like if you can say you know 15 minutes be there at 15 minutes i know exactly like in the future looking forward i'm gonna be like hey i know exactly what to expect from this guy and he's gonna you know pull up like pull up with his promises every time of course there's gonna be mistakes here or there but if it's in your control and you have the power to do so like just always be being honest is I feel a key for a lot of my relationships.
1: Exactly. So I want to kind of go off into something that we, uh, I had to ask you at our break, if I was allowed to talk about it, <laughs> sure. you guys got a little something working out with this whole uh, social media, all the shit you guys got going on to MTV. Tell me about this. What is going on with this?
0: Yeah, dude. I feel like that's just the magical of like living in LA. It's like rare opportunities. Like you could be walking down Hollywood Boulevard and just be like, Hey, it's uh, you know, I'm just going to say Elvis Presley, but I can't do that. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's things like that, but like, well, hey, you probably you know, do see Elvis. It's just not the real one.
0: He's actually got a movie coming out. I'm not going to like advertise it because that's not my thing. I'm not getting paid for it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you can like meet somebody like, like it's like an acclaimed actor or a singer or whatever. And you may never even know, but like this person was like popping off and it's like, you never know who you're going to meet, but you know, being in LA um, and just, Even like producers seeing like, oh, they're creating content in LA, trying to get in the space, trying to, you know, create this figure or brand for themselves. I had an individual from MTV's casting crew reach out to me because they saw like my TikToks and they got my phone number from Instagram. They were like, hey, like, we really love your style of skits. Like, you look like you have like a really great personality that would look great on camera. Like, would you be interested in being part of this reality TV show? And I was like, I immediately called her up. I was like, yo, what's up? (laughs) Like, let's go. Um, and so she was like explaining it to me and it was kind of kind of like kinda, like weird I was like wait is this real let me like verify this let's just make sure because like yeah I don't come from anything like this, these things don't like didn't like happen to me before but now that I'm like living here it's like these things just like naturally happen just like living here but it's kind of interesting so they they want to be on a show called date my playlist and it's basically like a, a spin-off of uh, a dating show called the dating game back from like the 70s or 80s where there's like three bachelors and then like an opaque wall where you can see the other person's figure but like a bachelorette on the other side it was like really interesting to like just hear about that but i was like okay so how how's the show gonna work they were like so we're basically gonna take your spotify playlist and pick some songs from it and you know do do the same thing for the other bachelors and then the bachelorette and kind of see whose playlist closely matches like enough to like be compatible and then we'll after that, we're going to send, send you guys on a date and pay for it and just see how it goes and record it. And I was like, sure, send it, whatever. <laughs> so they were, they were asking me a whole bunch of pre-questions, and it got, like, deeper than I thought it was going to be, like, so much to the point where they were like, you know, if things were getting, like, hot and heavy in the bedroom, like, what song would you pick? And I was like, hey, of course, you got to pick some Miguel. That's just, like, go-to for me. But, uh, <laughs> like, things like that. And um, it's just re- really interesting because, like, me, I'm an intentional person and, like, I'm not the type to be, like, you know what, I'm just going to sleep with whoever. Like, I'm very intentional when it comes to, like, dating. So, and I told them that beforehand. They were, like, you're perfect for the show. And I was, like, if you say so. Um, so, we, like, went on and they um, we were asking the pre-questions and stuff like that. And then they had us, like, go onto the stage. And I, I don't know how much I can say, but I'll just, like, keep it kind of brief. But um, yeah. they are asking the questions and stuff like that. And things were going like really really well and she was like oh Robbie Robbie we love his answers like I think like you know he's super passionate and like he's got a lot of emotional intelligence stuff like that and I was like let's go I'm about to win this let's go <laughs> I was like super excited about it and then um we there was a challenge where like they had us give her a massage which was like interesting right yeah. I know it's kind of kind of weird but uh yeah they and then she was like, oh, I actually have a hand fetish. So, like, this stuff was, like, interesting. It's literally, like, a reality TV show. You see, like, Jersey Shore where are like, what the hell is going on here? And then just, like, record you doing your thing. And so we did that. And then her blindfold actually, like, fell off. Uh, so she, like, saw, like, a glimpse of my hand. And um, I don't know if that had, like, a factor into it or whatever. But after that, she, um, and, oh, by the way, during the... During the massage, they were playing a song called short Thing" by Miguel. That was like the song I picked, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be like the spark to your flame, the pen to your paper, being real smooth with it, just chopping it up." And she was like, "Oh, you could be the coffee or the cream to my coffee." And everybody started laughing because uh, she was light skin, and I was like, "I'm white, obviously." Yeah. <laughs> so they're like that, like kind of threw for a loop. Because after that, I, I like she was like picking like everybody else. I wasn't sure if she wasn't into white guys, but hey, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> um, but like afterwards i didn't end up winning but i definitely like ran the show and it was like a really cool opportunity for me to just like display my personality on like national tv um and if you guys want to watch that, i'm not going like, to sponsor or advertise it by any means but um because your podcast but um it's gonna be on mtv uh social media stuff like that it should be aired in about a month so if you guys want to watch that this is a great time if you guys are into that kind of stuff feel free to go to watch but yeah it's really interesting <laughs>
1: Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you liked today's episode, then be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend if you got some value from it. Head over to social media and follow the Roughnecks Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Don't forget to get you some of that merch by heading over to roughneckspodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there. See you all next week. Roughnecks, out.